Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Really as simple as that? Because if it is as simple as that, we haven't quite seen it just yet. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We know that wide receiver is a dependent position. You got to have a Sam Darnold or a Daniel Jones or a Dak Prescott. We'll talk about two of those guys here in just a minute and what lies ahead for the Giants and the Jets with those signal callers. But of course... At the wide receiver position, we mentioned it this morning. Devontae Smith won the Heisman last night. Great wide receiver at Alabama. Desmond Howard, our teammate, he was just with us just a few minutes ago. You can catch him on the uh, second hour of the podcast later today if you missed it. Taking us inside how proud he is to see a guy like that win the award. So, Des was the last wide receiver to win it. Devontae is in his company. A little trivia for the fellas this morning. This is really cool. I mean, you want to talk about being the elite of the elite. Listen to this. Desmond Howard is one of four Heisman Trophy winners who were also Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, that is, I don't know what you put at the top of the business card. Both of those are so good. Mm. Both the Heisman winner and a Super Bowl MVP. Des has done it. Who, Key, Jay, are the other three? You got to go into the Rolodex of the Heisman winners or go Super Bowl MVP, the, match them the, up. The you got this three, one, Key. You got it. The other three. Okay, so Des is one. Des is one. I would say off the top of my dome, Jim Plunkett won the Heisman, and I believe he won the MVP with the Raiders. Correct. I would – I don't know that Joe, Joe Montana didn't win the Heisman. No, I think he was third that year. Marcus Allen for sure. SCI. USC. Yeah, Heisman. Uh, OJ never won. Um Ricky Williams never won. Uh, I don't now. Now I'm stuck. You want to position? You know what, man? It's somebody back in. It's got to be somebody in the Stone Age days. I'm telling you, before my time, way before my time. What do you call guys as the Stone Age here? Pre Keyshawn Bourne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to yell at me if I ask you what year was that? Because people you want. <laughs> All right, he was actually on the show. He was actually on the show last month. Anything there? Jeez. And he won the Heisman. Heisman, but and in the MVP. Yep, at a place that isn't a college football power now, but in the Stone Age was. Roger Starback. Boom. There it is. Okay. What does he win? What does he win? I just yeah, what do I win? Thing. What do I get, Evan, producer? Do I get anything? <laughs> he, Subin, we should give him a salmon sweater. That's what salmon? we should do. One of Subin's sweaters. Yes, give him one of Subin's sweaters. So only four? I'm going with Peach, by the way. <laughs> only oh, four. Oh, I like just it. throwing that out. <laughs> only four. That's it. That's, it. That's an incredible wow. group, though, Key. Think about yeah. it. No, it is, because when you think about it, you just think about some of the MVPs of the Super Bowls. A lot of guys didn't win the Heisman because a lot of guys that win the Heisman necessarily pro careers don't really mount to what it was for college. Your Gino Toretta's and those types yeah. of players are great college players. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. And Peyton Manning didn't win the Heisman. Finished second to Charles Woodson. So, and but then, did win the Super and then Bowl. Woodson won a Super Bowl but didn't win MVP when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Correct. Great stuff. All right, so that's a really exclusive club. Right now... The club in New York, the Jets and the Giants, both clubs have major questions to answer. We're asking you this morning on the Twitter feed, weigh in anytime you like, Key J and Z, or you can call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Simple. This is simple. Who would you rather build around, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? 
Hit us up right now. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The Goodyear hotline is open for you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you're at work, you can't get away. You're in the car. Hit us up. Key, J, and Z. Early returns are in. 53% of you have said. Slight majority have gone with Sam Darnold. We'll give Patrick T a shout out. Good morning, Patrick T. Thanks for weighing in. Got to go with the track record. Lose Gase and players get better. All the players report to Joe Douglas for the Jets. He's the GM. He was on the Michael K show on 98.7 ESPN New York yesterday and essentially weighed in in a somewhat non-committal fashion on the future of Sam Darnold. Right now, we're focused on the task at hand, which is finding the right leader. I will say this, that you know, a decision of that magnitude, it's not going to be a unilateral decision by me. I think that you know, there's going to be a lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good conversation, productive conversations, and they're going to be with our, our new coach. So you know, we have a lot of big decisions to make this offseason. You know, it starts with the head coach, but then once we get that coach, we've got a lot of, a lot of big decisions in terms of free agency, in terms of, in terms of Sam, in terms of the draft. We have a lot of draft capital and so i'm excited to lock arms with the uh, with a new coach and, and really work on this together and just late breaking news here literally seconds ago the guy that drafted daniel jones dave gettleman the much maligned general manager of the new york giants is indeed being retained by the giants as a gm that according to a source telling espn literally here just moments ago gettleman and the team's owner john mara are scheduled to speak later this morning all right so at least the guy that drafted jones is going to be there the question is key jones or darnold who you got man i (laughs) this was a tough one pick your poison key i I know i know i i just from from what i've i i'm going with sam darnold man i'm just going i I gotta do it because i've seen enough of his ability whether it was in college and his spots at times in the nfl where I like some of the things from an athletic standpoint that he brings to the table. One of the key factors, and much like I had when we had Mike Tannenbaum on, on Monday I talked to him about, I asked him the question about, you don't need an offensive coach or a defensive coach. You need a CEO type. Mm. Uh, Christopher, uh, uh, Christopher Johnson, who is acting as the Jets, I don't know, CEO and running the program and doing all yep. the things. I said acting. Um, <laughs> he, he said as such that they need somebody that – can see everything and and for me that's important because I honestly think that whatever it is that's broke with Sam you can fix with the right person and I point to a lot of things I point to a guy like a Jim Harbaugh somebody that's been talking about taking over for the Jets for a long time now but I also look at Kevin Stefanski and I look at Baker Mayfield and I look at Baker Mayfield and what he's brought to the table to Cleveland Browns when we all were saying he can't play at the level they need him to in the National Football League. But Kevin Stefanski came in, he put a formula together and a system that Baker Midfield can thrive in. I was in L.A. I watched Jared Goff. I watched Jared Goff with my own damn eyes many times over Uh in that first year. And many of us in this sports arena said, This dude cannot play professional quarterback at all. In comes Sean McVay, and it was a whole world of difference. Oh, my goodness. Because you had a coach that understood the strengths and the weaknesses of the position and of that quarterback. And so that's why I'm, like, hopeful that whoever they hire, get it. He can get it and fix Sam 
and the Jets can do something different with that second pick. I'm about to commit Duke on Duke crime. I'm about to commit <laughs> crime on my Giants team. But, Key, I'm with you. I'd rather have Sam Darnold. And, look, I, I just think he's more dynamic athletically. And I, I, I like Daniel Jones a lot. There's just the vision of Daniel Jones running all the way down the field. I forget what game it was. And then literally tripping on his own feet. Like, I just It happens. Eagles, I, I know it happens. <laughs> I, I know it happens, right? But I just watched Sam Darnold in the pocket. And not only does he have a gun, I mean, I know – Daniel Jones has a rifle as well, but just the way he moves in the pocket is just so much more explosive. And I think in today's league, to have that kind of ability, it's where the league is going. Now, if that pans out that way for Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones long term, but it also, you just made mention of it. It's who you have around you that ultimately makes a difference in this league. You know, and, and who's coaching you? Yeah, who's coaching you makes a world absolutely. of a difference. They can draft Trevor Lawrence. They can draft Justin Fields. They could take Zach Wilson and anybody else. If you don't have the right person leading the charge, Facts. those dudes will be wasted. So it's not we're going to get anybody to be the head coach and we're going to draft a stud quarterback and he's going to run the team and we're going to win Super Bowls. It's not that easy. I, I, I go back to my own career. I had Richie Kotite as my head coach. I got Bill Parcells. Life changed. It was a totally different player I was grinding my rookie year trying to figure out how to play in the National Football League my second and third year by the time I got to my fourth year I was cooking man it was ridiculous I could it was just pop 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 because I had a coach and a staff that knew what the hell they was doing my rookie year I had a dude that was worried about smoking cigars and talking on his cell phone doing practice so you 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 get that it's just you know, if he gets an Andy Reid type, look what Andy Reid's been able to do. You get those type of coaches, and you become something different, man. You Key, really I, do. I would also say this. You know, you talked about smoking cigars, right? Like, I have rookie experiences like that. That ultimately comes to do you do, do players in your team respect the head coach, right? Like, I don't think anybody really respected Adam Gase. And and when that happens, when you have so many players that have fled, they fled from him in Miami, they fled from him as the Jets, Le'Veon Bell, you know, happier with this position he's in. Like, that's a trickle-down effect, man. Players see that. Guys like, man, I ain't listening to this dude. He ain't even going to be here anyway. I'm going to try to do it my way. And so when we talk about what's the right fit for the Jets in reference to Sam Darnold, you don't need to bring in – it would be great to hire Eric Bieniemy, an offensive-minded coach – but you need somebody that really understands what it's like to build an organization. You know, retread-type coaches. And when you think about retreads, you think about coaches that have failed at spots. Not necessarily winning Super Bowls, but right there on the cusp of doing so. Those are the type of coaches that you look at that has had success. They, what happens in the NFL is they hire dudes that don't have success. <laughs> That's what they do. They recycle them dudes that cannot coach, opposed to somebody like a Jim Caldwell who has gone to a Super Bowl, who has coached quarterbacks, who understands offenses. Yes, he may be a little bit older, but he can make the adjustments. And, and so that's how I look at it. They need something yeah. like that. And, Key, I would say, you know, typically you get worried about there's always hesitation or apprehension about a college coach coming to the pro ranks. Obviously, Matt Rule and company, other coaches have been able to do it. But like for a team like the Jets that need a cultural discipline, 
Right, that's where I see potentially a guy like Jim Harbaugh being Jim Harbaugh. That, hey, you said right, it doing Jim, doing that Jim right, Harbaugh. being that guy because because I, I, I take I, him at the in a heartbeat. Right now, Jay, I take I, him in a heartbeat. I, I don't Kale care what that, he did at Michigan. I'm with you because right now I think guys want to be led. Right, there's nobody on that team that's like I'm going to do it my way. I'm the superstar. Guys are formidable right now. They're malleable. They want to be led in the direction of being successful. So Jim Harbaugh can have their ear and maintain that. Jim played in the pros, coached in the pros, coached the team to the Super Bowl resurrected Stanford's program. Michigan is on a different level because they think different about where their program should be. I take him in a heartbeat. It's not even a question. And I'm not even a major Jim Harbaugh fan like that. But as far as his pro coaching, I think that that's what a team like the Jets need. Guys, the track record is indisputable. I mean, you're talking one blackout electricity start from winning the Super Bowl, right? You remember that with the Ravens, and he was right there on the cusp of winning it. All right, let's get right to the fellas here again. Simple. Who would you build around, Darnold or Jones? Simply put, the fellas have both chosen Darnold this morning. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Key J and Z on Twitter. Brendan in Missouri, you're on ESPN Radio. Darnold Jones. I'll go with Jones. Why? Why? <laughs> um, Darnold is a great quarterback, and I think he could do great things on another team. Just all the bad coaching, all the bad experiences. The Jets have never had that, you know, commitment to excellence type of thing. You know, it's it's been a long time, and I just think he has too many bad things going for him. If he went somewhere like the Colts, maybe – He'd do a lot better, but just the teams that they're on now, I think long-term, Jones would do better just because of how the organization is built. Brendan, thank you very much. Chris and, Zubin, yeah, Zubin, I think the question should be, though, if both guys have weapons, like which one, if you had a team that had weapons, which one would you rather have? All right, we can modify it to that, fellas, on the line. Stay tuned. Here we go. Chris in North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. If you got the requisite talent, let's just qualify that to Jay's point. If you got the requisite talent, Darnold or Jones? Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning. It's a no-brainer, man. It's, it's Darnold. The last guy, he started it off, picked Jones, and then said Darnold's great. To me, that's comical. Um, if you take Darnold and put him on that Giants team and you give him Shepard, Slayton, Ingram, and even Barkley for a couple games, I, I think the Giants go to the playoffs. Yeah, I, but, I, they do have – the Giants got a, a, a few little – cute pieces on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball. Ingram needs to catch the football and be a little more consistent. Shepard is what he is, a 2-3 guy. Slay's young. They need to get a front-line guy. Barkley back healthy. And, and I still think Jones will be fine if they can shore up the offensive line. So I can see why the Giants retain Dave Gettleman. He did a pretty good job at picking a few pieces and putting them in place. We'll see what happens next year. Zubin, why is the word cute such a trigger word for me, especially when Key uses this toward my height or my Giants team? Yes, I, I thought the question was going to be Darnold Jones or Kyler Murray. You have to be a long-time <laughs> listener to, to get that one. Brian in North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. We'd love to hear from the fellas and the ladies. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key J and Z on Twitter. We're monitoring everything coming in on the Twitter as well, and I'll make sure I get a couple of your quotes from Twitter in just a moment. Brian in North Carolina, Darnold or Jones? I'm taking Darnold, and there's a twofold reason. The first reason they kind of hit on earlier, I think if you hire a Jim Harbaugh or a Lincoln Riley or even bring in a quarterback coach like a David Cutcliffe, I think Darnell has more polished resume to be able to play the quarterback position. I also think Darnold's a little bit more mobile, and I think that he's going to get you more uh, points and more yardage by using his legs and using his feet if he gets in trouble, where I feel like Jones is a little bit more of a pocket quarterback. 
Hey, Jones mm-hmm. is a bit of a more pocket quarterback. And Sam Darnold, much to Jay, like Jay was saying a little while ago, is he kind of – his athletic ability lends itself to today's NFL game at the quarterback position, being able to get out of harm's way when the offensive line breaks down, Zubin. Yeah, Dan Gaynor <laughs> with a uh, interesting response. I thought this was just simple, binary. Pick one guy, Darnold or Jones. But at Dan Gaynor, love the sense of humor. Choosing? None of the above. Ronnie in Tallahassee, you're on ESPN Radio. Please choose one of the above. Who do you got? Hey, buddy. I'll choose one of the above. I'd go with Darnold. I agree with Keith. A prime example, Tannehill, five years down in Miami. Everybody said he couldn't quarterback. He wasn't. He was a receiver made into a quarterback. Put him in a different position, somebody to understand his his keys and his his uh, positives and all. And they worked off that. And look where the man's at the last two years taking the team to the playoffs again. Uh, that's just one example. You put a man in the right situation, and he's going to be good. Your, your, your original question, right, who would you choose to build around? Correct. Not already mm-hmm. has the tangibles, already has the weapons. Who would you build around? Mm-hmm. And that question is obvious. Uh, just look at that one play, fumbling over your own feet when there's nobody around you, man. That's not coordination. That's not good. That's not good for That's not good look. Uh, and to answer your Jim Harbaugh question, man, so sick and tired of hearing about that guy. But <laughs> I do know there's a job opening down here at my local high school. He has to you know, come down wow. here and get hired and just keep him out of the NFL, keep him out of college. I'm sick and tired of hearing about that guy. He can't do anything. Colin Kaepernick carried that dude. If it wasn't for that guy, Jim Harbaugh, we wouldn't even be talking about him, right? He'd be at a, a, a double-A school. He wouldn't even be at Michigan if he didn't go to the NC, uh, NFC championship that year and on to the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I just think that we give too much credit to him. He hasn't shown us jack, nothing. He wasn't a good quarterback, so I don't understand what all this hoop wave is around Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys. You know, Key, I, he, well, I, I do want to add this, and I want well, to pose you this question real quick, Well, where was he at about five years ago when Kaepernick <laughs> needed him? <laughs> I do want to ask you this, Key, though. Like, it, it does feel, you know, for the amount of success, and, and you kind of talked about this the other day, that's why I'm asking you so you can provide context. For the amount of success that he had with the 49ers, that style and approach rubbed a lot of players the wrong way. So, yes, it might be well, it might be conducive to taking a franchise and kind of building out the foundation, but is, is it something, is it a style, hardcore, kind of like college style that can be maintained and sustained throughout longevity throughout a franchise? Or is he a guy just to rebuild the foundation of your franchise and then move on to another guy that can take you to another level? Well, I, I don't remember the players having an issue with it as much as I, the front office. His guys and, and Trent Bulky and some of the people that he worked with in the front office, they kind of who gets the credit type deal, right? I mean, that four or five years, yes, Harbaugh may wear on you four or five years because of his demeanor, his style. He's a little weird at times. That may be true, but I'm willing to take that chance to win. Remember, I'm an owner. And I need to go to the country club with my little homeboys and talk about playing in the Super Bowl and winning it. I can't do that right now. So I'm desperate. And I need somebody who can turn the organization upside down, shake out all the bad, and turn it into something good. And his track record, whether it was in Stanford, UC San Diego, uh, uh, the 49ers, in a short stint, 
that he's been at Michigan. Yes, he hasn't been able to beat Ohio State or top 10 teams and all that sort of stuff, but I don't care about that. I just care about building my organization at the level that we can be competitive year in and year out and not be put in a situation where we're getting run up and down to feel like the Jets are right now. Okay, last I hear you. And Frank Gore is a guy who was endorsing Jim Harbaugh, obviously, the other day, too. That, so. That's why I said I don't think the players felt that way about him. I think it's just more, it was more of a front office deal. Hey, last one, because we're talking about two New York quarterbacks. How about a call from New York and an interesting twist? I mean, these are two. Big Apple guys. Adam in New York. You're on ESPN Radio. Quickly, give me your theory here. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Could pick up Dwayne Haskins and let him compete for the job. Haskins was in a terrible situation in Washington from the get-go. He's got a beautiful arm, and no one says he's a bad kid. He's just young. He, that, That's he, a good he, one. He, he is young, and he will get his opportunities, I'm sure, here in the next couple months. I don't know that they would pick him up to compete uh, with two young quarterbacks. I would think that somebody from a veteran standpoint with a veteran quarterback would look at him and say, okay, the veteran quarterback, let's let him learn from him, let him be around a veteran guy. But in the meantime, he needs to self-check and grow up because everything that that he's doing is is basically because he's immature. He's young. To, to add on to that, Kia, I'm with you. A veteran quarterback would do him wonders to show him the ropes. But I, I would, and I'm not saying everybody deserves a second chance. I think Dwayne Haskins will oh, get a yeah, second he chance. He won't get another chance. But to take him from D.C. to bring him to New York City. <laughs> I don't, I, as I, we as we mm. start to hopefully get to the end of the pandemic, that'd be that'd be uh, really uh, not so good for yeah, him. Not you sure. Talk, you, you talk about that music we like to listen to. <laughs> Yada, 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 yada. You're being the ATM a lot. Out of the club, in the meeting room, with the door locked. (laughs) Don't go outside. We'll continue to monitor the situation all morning long. You guys are weighing in. A little more than half of you have said Darnold. Again, keep hitting us up, Key J and Z, on Twitter. On the way, a team for the moment that does not have a quarterback problem. We think the Browns are once again making NFL history, but this time, of course, they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Big, big news surrounding their coaching staff. That's on the way as the playoffs are on the way for them this weekend on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin here on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I know. Ian Eagle said it best the other day if you were watching the regular season finale on CBS when they needed the last game of the last week of the season to finally get into the playoffs after 18 years. He said, when you're a Browns fan, not much comes easy. Let's go to the Goodyear Hotline and welcome in Emmett Golden, Boots on the Ground, a host on ESPN 850, our great affiliate in Cleveland. He's also part of the ESPN Radio family here, hosting primetime every Saturday at 5 Eastern. Good morning. I want to mention this real quick, Emmett, before we bring you in for the first question, because I think this is amazing. Everybody knows the Browns have made the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, snapping the league's longest playoff drought. Emmett's going to be live on 850 ESPN WKNR for, get this, fellas, 24 consecutive hours beginning Saturday at 3 Eastern. The special broadcast dubbed, I like this, No Sleep Till Playoffs, is presented by the Ohio Lottery and the first hour will feature Tony Rizzo as a co-host, and then he'll have to do the next 23, I guess, by himself. Good morning, Emmett. Great to be with you. Um, what's the deal here? What are people saying about being so close, getting to the playoffs, and then having this Stefanski news hit? Well, you know, there's three letters that pops in our head here in Cleveland when bad things happen. It's OIC, only in Cleveland. And that was definitely one of the OIC moments yesterday. You know, 48 hours before that, Cleveland's riding high. We're excited. First playoff berth in 18 years. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski is a big reason for that. A lot of people here in Cleveland give him more credit than anybody else for getting the Browns to the playoffs. And now you're not going to have them on the sideline. Devastation is really the word that I could use to describe how, how it felt yesterday here in Cleveland. What's the expectations for Baker now with Kevin Stefanski, not there and Alex Van Pelt calling the plays instead? You know, Key, I think, um, you know, Kevin Stefanski is going to be involved in the, you know, in the game planning. And they've been Zoom calling all year long. So I actually think the rest of this week will be normal in a year that hasn't been very normal. Uh, Alex Van Pelt deserves a lot of credit for what Baker Mayfield has done. I know we talk about um, Kevin Stefanski all the time uh, because he's the head coach and the play caller. But Alex Van Pelt has been the quarterback's coach and he's been coaching Baker hard, you know, harder than. Baker's ever been coached before so uh, they're going to miss Stefanski's presence on the sideline no doubt about that but I think Alex Van Pelt has a great relationship with Baker and knows how to push his buttons as well so I'm expecting Baker to go out there and play well Uh, all quarterbacks struggle under pressure and you know that Pittsburgh's going to bring that so if they can find a way you know to kind of alleviate that maybe with the run game I expect Baker to be Baker. Emmett, I'm curious, since you've been around the team and, and that's in your city, what are some of the intangibles that will be missing by not having Kevin Stefanski on the sideline? Yeah, the discipline, the, the, the calmness. You know, I think about last year, there were a lot of times when it felt like Freddie Kitchens would let the game get away from him because maybe the run game didn't work early, so he'd get away from it. Those things didn't happen with Kevin Stefanski. He had a plan. He stuck to it. If adjustments needed to be made, they made it. But he never panicked. And I think you saw that with the players. The players never panicked 
<laughs> there are a lot of games this year that old Browns teams would have lost, that they would have blown leads, or when they were down, the game would have been over. But the fact that Kevin Stefanski never flinched and really brought discipline and calmness to that sideline, I think that's what they're going to miss most on Sunday. How, how much communication was Kevin Stefanski with on the defensive side of the ball, meaning communicating with the defensive coordinator on certain things that they may want to call that he was against. You know, I mean, he obviously is the head coach, so, you know, he makes the final decision. But I think Joe Woods really kind of takes care of everything on the defensive side. Um, and, you know, Stefanski, his thing is offense, his thing is being a play caller. So I don't want to say he didn't have any input because obviously he's the head coach, but a lot of that is Joe Woods, and you'll have him uh, on Sunday. He won't have a lot of the uh, secondary because guys have been injured and, and out with COVID, so you're going to miss that. But, you know, Joe Woods, he runs the show on defense, so at least they'll have stability on that side of the ball. If and when the Cleveland Browns win this game against Pittsburgh, what will the city of Cleveland oh. be like? Oh, oh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I want to see it, Keith. That's what I want to see it because I know it's going to be amazing. You know, I think about what it was like when they clinched the playoff berth and to see everybody wearing their Brown stuff all over town and everybody being so excited. If the Browns are able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and listen, it's a rivalry to us, but it hasn't really been a rivalry because they've owned the Browns. And if they can beat the Steelers to get in the playoffs for the first time, and then beat the real Steelers as, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger and everybody playing. I mean, it would be amazing. I think that a win like that could really catapult this team into being a perennial playoff team every year. So it would be huge, and the city would be rocking. Emmett, should, should the league postpone this game? Should it postpone? I know it's challenging from a logistical perspective and planning, but should they? I mean, the, you know, the, the kid that grew up a Browns fan in me says, yes, they should. But, um, you know, the realist in me, I don't see how they could do it. If they move it a few days, it's not going to matter. Kevin Stefanski is still going to be out. If you move it back a week, now you have teams that had a bye. Now they have two weeks. I'm not, you know, not so sure those teams would want two weeks off. I think it would just mess up the entire playoff uh, system for everybody. So I don't think they should. You know, the biased part of me would love to see them get the Browns a break. But I think the NFL has had a goal all year, and that's to crown a champion and be able to look at everybody and say, hey, we, we had a season. We crowned a champion through a global pandemic. Look at us. We were able to do it. So I don't think they're going to let the Cleveland Browns slow that down. I would concur with that. They've been full speed ahead the whole way. And obviously, like you mentioned, the trickle-down or trickle-up effect, however you want to look at it, the trickle-down effect for the subsequent rounds. Last thing, final minute. I mean, how in the world did you come up with this 24-hour thing? Are you nervous? When do you go to the bathroom? How do you eat? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) I have no idea. I got, you know, my uh, Matt Fishman, our content director, said, hey, we got this great idea. Would you like to be on the air for 24 hours? And like many things in my life, I didn't think it through. I was like, sure, why not? This sounds like fun. Um, So I have no idea. Uh, what's going to happen? I'm excited to find out uh, at 4 a.m. what I'll be talking about. I'll take 10 minutes of that time for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the other. Just I'll call the other me. I'll give minutes. you 10 minutes. <laughs>
Barry, I'll give you the other ten. I'm hitting everybody up. You just got to program the next 23 hours and 50 minutes, and you'll be in absolutely great shape. Great to have you here. Have fun this weekend, and we can only imagine what that city would be like if on Sunday night they pulled one out. Emmett, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh-huh. Great to have you. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And a reminder to tune into Mike Greenberg's show, Greeny, which follows our show this morning and every weekday morning right here on ESPN Radio at 10 a.m. Eastern. Greeny will take you inside the stories of the day as only he can, the newsmakers you'd expect, and interact with you. Kurt Warner will be on the show today, as will Joe Namath. Every single weekday, Greeny. Hardcore Jet fan, loving to see Joe Namath connecting with him. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, right into Greeny, weekday mornings right here on ESPN Radio. On the way, Jay knows it can be done. His favorite team has done it. Who's got the best chance of all the wildcard teams to win the Super Bowl? It is time to fill in the blank, and technology has... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Made it easy to just fire it up on my phone, fellas. You ready to go? Boom. Here we go. I'm glad you can find it on your phone because I can't find it on my desk. <laughs> I go got ahead. it here. We got a lot of papers. Yeah. We'll do it live. We'll do Screw it live. It. We'll do it live. That means we're doing it now. Here we go. The wild card team. Remember, it's super wild card weekend. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Fellas, the wild card team most likely to win the Super Bowl is fill in the blank. Buffalo Bills. Not with a lot of confidence there, though. Uh, yeah, I, I would say Buffalo. S- say it with your chest, Key. Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. The yeah. Buffalo Bills. That was my pick, Zubin. I've been, I've been on that bandwagon for the last month or so. But, fellas, remember, Buffalo won the division, so they're not a wild card team. But they're not right. technically considered but, a wild card team? Well, it's wild card weekend, but we want to talk about maybe the teams that clinched okay, a wild so card birth. Scratch that, then. So, so they're a division right. winner, technically. But they are playing on wild card weekend. You're right about that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, that's right. So the Saints won the division. He'll go with the Bucs. Jay, what do you think? Uh, you just picked the Bucs out of thin air, didn't you, Key? Do you no. really believe in it? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Depending upon Jared Goff, I'm going to ride with the Rams. 
Okay, Seattle won that division, so he'll go with the Rams. He may he, not play, though. We'll find I, out I know, later. I know. That's why I said depending. Depending. Yep. He had his thumb hit a helmet back on December 27th, and we'll wait to see what happens with Jared Goff. They got Seattle, so the fellas picking a pair of NFC wild card teams. Fill in the blank would be the best fit as the next head coach of the New York Jets. John Harbaugh for me, or Jim Harbaugh. Jim. Jim Harbaugh for me. I, I would start with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I, I still think that's a guy that you would want to have in New York, but I think Jim Harbaugh is right there as well. If everyone is healthy, the best QB in the NFC East next season will be blank. And obviously, since the Eagles have two, we could go with five quarterbacks for four teams if you like. Dak Prescott. Not even a question, Key. Dak Prescott. Not even a question. I would agree. Here we go. The AFC North team with the best chance to win the Super Bowl is fill in the blank. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland are the options, of course. Baltimore. The Ravens, young quarterback, stud running game, only needs to make a few throws. The defense starting to play better. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's Baltimore. I would have to agree. I, I just think Pittsburgh is – Pittsburgh will get by the Browns, but I, I just don't see – they don't have no – they have no run game. Zero run game, one-dimensional. Unless they find that in the next couple of days, I, I'm with you, Key. And if you saw the Ravens over the weekend and what they did to the Bengals with 400 yards of rushing, clearly Baltimore does have How many yards again? 400? Game. Think about that. I, I say, you're right. I said it sort of flippantly, but, I mean, that's an amazing amount of yardage. Obviously, Lamar going back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He continues to ascend. Speaking of ascending, Devontae Smith ascended to the Heisman Trophy last night, won it. Devontae Smith at the next level will be drafted by fill in the blank. New York Jets. At two. No, they drop down. Oh, okay. They're going to trade down and grab him later. Okay. Give Darnold so you a say, weapon. Wow, they get a weapon. They, they, they figure out how to get him. Somehow they either move up from the Jamal Adams pick or they drop down and still get Penny Sewell somewhere in there and Penny Sewell somewhere in there and then they figure out how to get Devontae Smith. Who's at the top of the dra- who's at the top of the draft? I don't have it in front of me. Team wise? Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville. I mean, no, I'm just saying like the top ten. Can you give me a quick list of the top ten? Oh gosh. Uh I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the sheet. Jacksonville, Jets, Miami. And from there, I don't know. <laughs> There's your top three. <laughs> Those are your top three, Jay. All right. <laughs> you went to Duke, man. I'll pull go up, with you Miami. pull it up fast so you can I tried to pull it up. I'm going <laughs> I go with Miami. Okay, and lastly, fill in the blank will win the national championship, hopefully played Monday night in Miami Gardens. Alabama. Alabama will win a national title. Uh, Nick Saban. Uh, It's not that Ohio State can't compete. Ohio State can't compete, but Alabama for right now, they're on a different level. And I don't think think Steve Sarkeesian taking a Texas job is going to interfere with the preparation of the offense and what they want to do. They just got they got a lot of stuff, man. They got a lot of they got a lot of stuff. O H I O. I'm going with the Ohio State to win this game. I, I think Justin Fields is gonna be at a different level. And I, I know Bama has I know Bama has the firepower. I know Bama will be the favorite. But I just think Ohio this Ohio State team has a lot to prove. And I think they will take advantage. Man, of the just think if they get just think if they get Jalen Waddle back. So mm-hmm. I like like I was 
Ohio, I'm Ohio State all the way. I think they're good. I think they, you know, with five games, I wasn't sure that they belong. After watching them against Clemson, they belong, no question about it. But with Smith and then if they get Jalen Waddle back and just Najee Harris and what they have is just crazy. And then what Clemson was able to do to, to Denzel, not Denzel Ward, what's the corner, what's the corner at Ohio State? Uh not Denzel Ward, the guy that they just went after of at Clemson. No, they went after that corner. You talking Sean Wade? Sean Wade. Yeah. Man, they, they went after Sean Wade like it wasn't nothing. And he's supposed to be a top 50 pick. So imagine what Alabama and Steve Sarkeesian sat back and watched that film chopping their lips. No doubt. Hey, yeah, Jay, I got it for you here. Let's just go through the top 10 real quick. It's never too early to talk draft, and we can kind of figure out where Devontae Smith might land. Jacksonville, number one for the first time ever. The Jets are at number two. Key thinks they trade down, get Smith later. The Bengals are at number three. Mm. That's Mel Kuyper was on the show yesterday. I, I would say the Bengals, you. yeah. Yeah, Mel Kuyper was on the show. He said Penny Sewell to Cincinnati to help protect Joe Burrow. And if you're unfamiliar with Sewell from Oregon, who Mel Kuyper thinks could be the next Walter Jones Key or even Anthony Munoz. Yeah, that's true, though. But if, if I'm the Jets right now, just looking at the board, I might drop down to, I might drop down to four. Atlanta's at four. I, if I could drop down to four and pick up Penny Sewell, and then I could somehow stay in the first round because I got a later pick, maybe package those two back up and climb in front of the Panthers. Who are at five. Who are eight. Climb in front of the Panthers at eight to pick up Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Smith, because the Bengals got T. Higgins. They don't need a wide out. The Eagles drafted Jalen Rigger and Whiteside. Do they want to spend more capital on another receiver? The Lions, I don't know what they – they got to rebuild all the way around, (laughs) so who knows what they might do. So I would try to get in front of Carolina, who could use a big-time playmaking wide receiver, or I could have trade partners with the – Broncos or the Cowboys and sliding down and sliding in that spot to pick a receiver because I don't think the Cowboys or the Broncos are going to pick receivers when they just picked a bunch of receivers over the last two years. Yeah, if you're watching on television, I think we may have a mistake on the screen here. Carolina is indeed picking fifth. Oh, are they? Yeah, Miami's picking sixth, the Chargers seventh, the Lions eighth, the Cowboys ninth, and Philadelphia, obviously, as you know, sliding back up there. Hmm. Well, I got to I gotta listen to you from now because my research department, they gave me the wrong information. That's a setup, Damn. kid. That's a setup right Y'all there. Y'all got me sounding like I know what I'm talking about, but then yet still, the board is wrong. What the hell's wrong with us? So from your perspective, you think the Jets will grab Devontae Smith, but just or, not at the two spot? It, it, no, I don't think they'll take him at two. I don't think they'll go that high. I think they, they, they need to protect whatever quarterback it is if they don't somehow go with a quarterback at that spot. Drop down, stay in front of the Bengals somehow to be able to get the pick because the Bengals might try to jump up. Indeed, on the way, the one mistake the Jets won't make again this time around. Coach Locke. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.